Repeat after me. I, Michael Wessels. I, Michael Wessels. Allow you, Cameron Shepard. Allow you, Cameron Shepard. To ruin my life. private thoughts and now we're gonna take a peek grab a drink or smoke some pot your private thoughts read aloud how does that make you feel i don't remember what i wrote this shit might get too real nothing here is sacred i'm haunted by my past it's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. All right, welcome to the first episode of my best friend's journal. Woo! I'm Mike, and this is my journal. I'm Cam. I am the aforementioned best friend. Mike, why are we here? To do a podcast. Oh my God, Cam, <laughs> if I have to tell you one more time. <laughs> you know what I mean. I know. <laughs> so, no. We're here because my mom gifted me this five-year journal, and I finished it. I, like, finish very little. I commit to very little, <laughs> and so I am very, very proud of that. Uh, and I just thought it would be a shame to not do anything with this, um, you know, huge endeavor I completed. I wanted to do something more, something creative with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's some amazing content in there. This is a day-by-day organization and record of your life. It's my literal homosexual agenda. (laughs) Well played. Um, This thing is far and away Mike's most prized possession. I mean, he treats this book like gold. Those are very true words. I mean, if, if my house was on fire and inside was my passport, my dog and my mom and my journal... I would grab the journal. <laughs> That's hateful. Uh, first of all, sorry, mom, whom oh, I haven't yet met. And me also, too. sorry, mom, that was rude. <laughs> your dog is like long dead. Yeah, there was a fire and I grabbed the journal. <laughs> uh, all right, well, um, a real quick note that this thing is a five year journal, right. but you started it in what, like 2013? Yep, 2013. So I, I still journal now, but I'm on to a new one. So the one for this podcast is. 2013 to 2018 or 2017. Yeah, math is math is hard. Math You're right. Is tough. Uh, yeah, this bitch is obsessed with journaling. I mean, this he's already onto his second one. He's been doing this for almost a decade. <sighs> that makes me feel so old. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of should, but I mean. There's definitely going to be tons of interesting stuff in there because you're, like, definitely my most interesting friend. <gasps> That's so sweet. I mean, I tell people that all the time. I'm, you've been a lot of places. You've done a lot of things. And I don't mean any offense by this next question, but why should anyone care? That is a fair question. Uh, everyone has a journal, right? Or a lot of people. Everyone has a story. Everyone's unique in some way. So, like, none of this is very special. But what I do think is special about it is that... It, I did not write this for entertainment. I wrote this for me. I, this is my personal journal. And then I finished it and was like, wait, maybe this is entertainment. <laughs> um, I also think what's special is our relationship. Um, you know, a journal is a, is a private space where one would go to write about their best friend. And yet here I am giving this journal to my best friend to, you know, treat with all the irreverence it deserves. Um, you're kind of... You're going to be my window to the outside world here. I don't think I um, would be able to share any of this without you. 
I think it also says a lot about you and your uh, maybe inner masochist that you chose me to do this because, <laughs> you know, out of all the people in your life, I'm going to do my best to make this as awful for you as possible. You're going to be the worst, but um, it's okay because I already, I feel bad for you because you have to have the tough job of finding all the good shit and you have to read a lot of boring stuff to get there. Uh, I mean, that's a fair point. It is a daily journal. There's literally an entry for every day over five years. So there's going to be good, bad, and boring. And we're going to do our best to just concentrate on the first two. Yes, there will be no boring in this podcast. (laughs) That is your job, Cam, to skip all of that. It's like kind of a tall order. Um, But I mean, this is my first time reading through all this. Mm -hmm. um, And Mike has also given me carte blanche to, you know, gloss over whatever I don't deem interesting or worthy discussing. So um, I... Keep us anchored in the date, but like, well, you know, skip to the good stuff. Yeah, just fish for the good shit. I mean, there's going to be plenty of interesting stuff in there. This journal starts, what, when you were like 23 years old? Yeah. Yeah, and I I mean, I won't say that's a good part of most people's lives, but it's definitely an interesting part. It's, it's like a it, relatable part. Yeah, I think for everyone sure. remembers that struggle of young adulthood. Um, and I think uh, for those who do relate, you're going to laugh along with us at a lot of this. And if you don't, you're just going to laugh at us, <laughs> at me. <laughs> I'm the embarrassing one. Um, and, you know, I have known you this whole time. Um, I have at least some idea of some of the things we're going to go over here in this journal, um, but most listeners don't. So right. give us a little overview about what we're going to get. We are going to get uh, a ton of travel. I have been all over the world. Um, we are going <laughs> to gonna get some family drama, like varsity level family drama. <laughs> I'm talking like double lives and prison sentences mm-hmm, <laughs> um mm-hmm. and what else uh, we'll get a the occasional celebrity cameo yeah from like events that you catered uh, fuck <laughs> you <laughs> That's a, yes okay so some <laughs> often it is from events that i catered or or restaurants where i was serving a celebrity but sometimes i am a guest at uh, these events with celebrities and we'll find out uh when uh-huh he's super fancy i'm so popular and fancy <laughs> i mean there's going to be sex, drugs, and rock and roll. If by sex, drugs, and rock and roll, you mean masturbating <laughs> a ton of weed and musical theater, then yep. yes. Tons of sex, <laughs> drugs, and rock and roll. That's precisely what I meant. Okay, so I was at a um, at my doctor's the other day, and they were asking just like the normal doctor questions. And she's like, are you sexually active? I need you all to know I'm 29. And I was like... Nope. (laughs) (laughs) He has been de-sexually activated. Like, I have been sexually active, but, like, not... I don't know. I can't say that I currently am. It was really embarrassing. She laughed at me. Uh, (laughs) That's super (laughs) aggressive. All right. So, we know that you're 29. You're gay. You recently reclaimed your virginity. Oh, my God. Okay, give us a little bit more background about you so people know why they're supposed to care. I mean, honestly, that's that's most of what you need to know, but <laughs> anyone else interested, I uh, grew up in New York, lived in the city for a long time, um, just recently moved to California. I'm an actor, which has helped me do a ton of the traveling you're going to see in here, or here and here, um, and yeah, that's, that's about it, but you're going to hear way too much about me as it is, so let's move on. Uh, Cam, why don't we tell them a little about you? Why don't you tell them a little about you <laughs> and just... <laughs> Try and sound likable. Okay, so yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. You know, I'm just a good old fashioned Midwest boy. Well, um, well, I was good old party. <laughs> Ew, gross! How dare you? I it's know, a grand I know. old party. Is uh, it grand? Yeah, I'm so ignorant. <laughs> 
Um, I grew up in Indiana. That's why I know all about the GOP. Um, I lived all over, um, but I, I settled in LA a couple years ago. And yeah, I mean, not too much else to say. I'm married. Sorry, boys. Oh, oh, I'm married. My name is Cam. I'm not gonna die alone. Oh, bitter Betty over here. <laughs> uh, I've got a couple dogs, and yeah, uh, I went to school for music once upon a time, but um, I don't do that anymore. But I mean, that is how we know each other. It is. Yeah, back when I was still singing and dancing. For for a living, uh, we shared the stage dancing. together. <laughs> What's that? I'm picturing you dancing for a living. <laughs> <laughs> also, that is such an overstatement, singing and dancing. Singing and step touching step for touching, a living. Box yeah. steps. I'm not a dancer. Let's just leave it at that. This nice. does not really dance. Uh, but we once performed together at a theme park that shall not be named. It's in Williamsburg, Virginia. You can look it up if you want. <laughs> Actually, that brings up a good point. Uh, We are going to change names of some people and places at our discretion because, A, it's our podcast and we can do what we want, and B, we don't know what we're actually allowed to say, you know, like who we're allowed to drag, so we're just going to play it safe. Great. So this journal, um, I finally get to get my hands on it. I'm so excited. It's just staring at me from across the table. Sounds like you're talking about a dick. I'm not. I'm talking about your most prized possession. Please have some respect. All right, just so everyone knows, this thing is a small powder blue journal. I mean, it looks like the possession of a teenager. I mean, it is gay and used. Kind of like you. Okay. Didn't you just tell me to have respect for this? (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna touch it. No, wait. Is it too late to back out? I'm holding it. Okay. I feel like this thing has seen some shit, literally. It has. probably written on this on the toilet, right? Um, you know what? For all the things I do on the toilet, I don't know that that is... I mean, surely, surely I have, but I can't specifically think of a time. For all the things I do. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, you know, toilets can be an office sometimes. You bring the computer in, you do some good creative work. Your taxes. I've done taxes on the toilet. It really explains the state of your butthole. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Mom. Do we we need an abbreviation for sorry, Mom? Just say the word banana and she knows what I mean. Oh, I... Sorry, mom, banana. Same amount of syllables. That's not an abbreviation. Read the journal. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So January 1st, 2013, slept late after bubble. Oh, this is good. This is a really good one because, well, you're about to see. I'm so excited. Okay. Slept late after bubble lounge in YE. That stands for New Year's Eve. With Cam... That's you. And a whole list of other people. That's me. I'm in this very first entry. That's, that is, uh, that's kismet. That's lovely. Is that the right word? Sure. Serendipity. Kismet. Yeah, it's all good stuff. I couldn't have known seven-ish years ago when I wrote that, that we would be doing this together. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to make it about me as much as possible, so that really helps. Mm, Selfish. Um, Brunch (laughs) at Lido. I remember that brunch. Silver Linings at Lincoln Center. Oh, so NYC. So NYC. Just always doing things Why was I seeing a movie at Lincoln Center? That seems bougie. I probably should have gone somewhere cheaper. (laughs) Well. Oh, oh, okay. Here we go. Sent email to not go to Korea. That's a big... <laughs> that's a, that's going to be a sticking point. So I sent an email to Korea. Hey, Korea. It's me. <laughs> Dear Korea, I'm not coming. Um, and accepted Forever Plaid. Forever Plaid is a show, am I wrong? Yeah, so uh, Forever Plaid was a show I did. Uh, but we had that amazing New Year's Eve, which is the first time I had seen you since uh, you peed on me the Cinco de Mayo before. <laughs> oh, it's starting off strong. <laughs> it's like, 
One of the you, best stories of our friendship. What happened that night? We were wasted. I was staying... Boys Town, Chicago. That's Boys? what happened. Oh, Cinco okay. de Mayo, tequila. Enough said. Right. Not enough said. Continuing, we um, <laughs> we slept in your bed, um, and you had... Oh, your sweet puppy Emmett was there, too, and he was sleeping in the bed, and I wake up in a fucking puddle, and you guys, Cam, this is not a habit. It happened once in my life. It is not true. I have other stories. We're going to stick to this one, though. <laughs> So Cam, um, we both wake up wet, and Cam knew what he did, but instead blames it on his dog. After a little, I don't know how we figured it out, but eventually I was like, it was not your dog. You peed on me. No, it was me. I I said that because you woke up on the couch because you got up in the middle of the night, got out of the puddle, moved to the couch. How rude of me to leave leave the wet bed. I woke up the next morning, realized what had happened, cripplingly hungover. Tried briefly to blame it on Emmett, and then I was like, you know what? We both know the truth of this situation. You also um, pleaded with me to not tell your boyfriend at the time. <laughs> oh, that sounds like we were doing. We weren't doing anything. <laughs> pleaded with me to not tell your boyfriend because he would have been ashamed of you, and you couldn't have him know. And he probably was when he finally figured, found that out. Or maybe he's learning that for the first time right now. Oh, my God. I, no, I told him. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure you did. Anyway, um, so it's the first time I saw you in forever, and... That was close to the end of our friendship as well, and not because of the pee, but God, we don't treat each other very well, do we? So you we peed on our me, ups and, down. and then I um, then I ruined your reputation at your employer with your employer. Yeah, you sure did. Because I got that career opportunity. Who got you that opportunity? You got me that opportunity. And then yeah. what did you do with it? I flushed it down the toilet. That's exactly right. You squandered <laughs> down the toilet where your pee should have been. Okay. <laughs> yes, I squandered that opportunity. Um, but it wasn't just like punishment for you. I also paid a ton of money and it was so much work. I had to go to like the Korean consulate. It was a pain in the butt. And my gut just told me it was not the experience I wanted after all. So I wish I had figured that out months earlier. But anyway, I got to it and um, ruined your career there. Or? Uh, well, I mean, I had already left, but you you really ruined my reputation. My name is No. What was it? What was this job? Well, uh, okay. So... It was this really kind of bizarre situation. Long story short, I was working in South Korea, very near the North Korean border. Like, Kim Jong-un was my neighbor. Um, and, <laughs> and your boss. And the boss. <laughs> and I was managing this theater over there. And so I was in charge of hiring Westerners to come and teach English uh, right. through theater to kids. So I had I'm... already hired one of my friends who <gasps> flaked. Oh, that's uh-huh. why this was so yeah, bad. exactly. Okay. And who was number two? That was you me. were. So I knew that too. I knew that that you had already been through this. And so that makes it so much worse that I did it to you again. Man, you have no credibility there anymore. No, I I don't know that I'm actually welcome in the country. And you're definitely not. I put your name on a list. Good to know. So I'll send them another email. Hey, Korea, it's me again. I won't come, I promise. Great. They'll be happy to hear it. All right, so you had accepted this new show that was in Philly. Is that where you were living at the time? Uh, no, I was in Delaware with my dad, but it's like 15 minutes from Philly. It's all the same, honestly. Really? Yeah, and New Jersey, too. New Jersey, Delaware, Philly are all super close. You can very easily commute between any of them. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Ignorant, I guess. Well, you've like lived and <laughs> worked in all of them, so that's fine. <gasps> I have never lived in New Jersey. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired. I'm telling Michelle Visage. <laughs> the next day, you take a Greyhound back to Philly. Yikes, that is bleak. 
Greyhound like is never it's never been a good memory. The Greyhound is like such trash and uh-huh. it um I mean necessary sometimes like Yeah, you know what? It serves a lot of people and it's cheap. You got to do what yeah. you got to do, but my definitely god. Definitely served both of us at some point, but ugh. I've been served on a Greyhound. <laughs> Service is what you're to say. <laughs> So it looks like you were doing Dr. Doolittle, the musical, at oh my this God. point. Uh, that is, if I remember correctly, wasn't the highlight of your life. So um, <laughs> I have done have... dozens of contracts. I've done many, many musicals. I've seen many musicals. It is, leaps and bounds, the worst piece of garbage that I have ever <laughs> been a part of or witnessed. Um, <laughs> that theater that did it still like won't mention it. They'll be like, you know, the show we can't name. There were children... Playing animals um, in the worst way. They say never to work with children or animals, and we were working with children playing animals. What uh, animal? Like they, they were playing the animals that Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, he like talk. It's oh my god! Like a kid would wear like a yellow sweatsuit and put a feather on, and they'd call him a duck. It was so <laughs> atrocious. This was, by the way, an Equity House, like a good theater. Yeah, I don't think I was Equity at this point, and I sure didn't feel like I was. Like sometimes the audience had less people than were on stage. <laughs> Which, if you've ever done a show for less people than you're performing with, you understand how tragic that feels. Absolutely have. I was embarrassed. It's not often that I'm embarrassed to be seen on stage. Like, I didn't want to bow. I felt ashamed of what I had done and what I had put people through. Weirdly, it's still the top thing on your resume, though. You really should change that. Top thing on my resume. (laughs) My resume is garbage, too. (laughs) (laughs) There's just links to it. Just just see me and, you know, Michael Wessels as as seen in Dr. Doolittle. (laughs) There's a... I remember in older gentleman actor who I was doing this show with and um, <laughs> he hated the kids and hated his life. He was doing this for the insurance. He, so he's doing it and I'm standing next to him playing a bailiff in one scene. He's a judge and these animals just, they're, they're piss poor. They're awful little actors and he had no problem telling saying that. he <laughs> They're awful actors. They were god awful. This old man would be like, I hate these fucking kids. He like on stage with a microphone on would be saying this and like kind of whispering but definitely loud enough that the front row could hear and I'm shaking <laughs> laughing like the front row which is the only row with people in it ugh enough do a little move on okay January 3rd it is a very short uh, entry and it says five more do littles oh my god oof, oof. period <laughs> that's how I felt if oh, I oh. that's like poof <laughs> I know you're a poof um you poof you poof I'll do a lot of really great, awful accents here, so enjoy that. Oh, great. What accent was that? Poof is, is English. Well, I know, but was that an English accent? Can you so, do, uh, like, one word? <laughs> poof. <laughs> that sounds like, um, what's his name? Tickle my winky. Tinkle, tinky winky. <laughs> tinky. <laughs> Tickle my winky. Different show. Tinky winky from, um, what's it called? Oh, Teletubbies. No. Teletubbies, but I think it was Poe that I'm referring to. Poof. <laughs> But tinkle my tinky tinky winky, <laughs> tinky winky is you the one. You guys can see this, but the left side of his face is sacking, <laughs> having a full stroke. We're, we move on through the fourth and the fifth. There's not a oh, so you're oh dear. What? First of all, loving the new Keurig. Um, that is not environmentally responsible. It's not. Hundred ninety eight dollar check oh for Doolittle, so that's how much money you're making for doing a soul destroying show, and one hundred and fifteen dollars from New. I love that you're using your journal to as like your like finance. This is what you showed your accountant at the end of the year. <laughs> you know what? The <laughs> journal evolves. Can you imagine? Can you just like flip through this and decide what numbers you need? <laughs> um, <laughs> just does this count as a receipt? The journal evolves. It gets I think um, more interesting and more 
gets a little more depth eventually. Oh, it and definitely you know, does. Because as I like glance down this page, like, okay, so that's 2013, but then your entry for the same day on 2014 is like much denser. So, um, like yeah, that means I think we're going to kind of fly through a lot of this stuff. Go on. Um, you did write out hashtag poor, period. So let's talk about that for a second. You're writing hashtags in your own journal that was only ever meant for you. Um, Ooh, loser. I such, and I hashtag poor you. is just fucking sad. And you also put punctuation after it. So just like miss and a mess and a mess. I actually never, I'm really bad at Instagram. I don't even know how to use, I get annoyed that I can't put punctuation after a hashtag or an ad or whatever, because mm-hmm. it looks like the sentence is incomplete and oh, I don't, ball. yeah, no, I'm, I'm very bad at it. If you follow my Instagram account at Mikey West, you'll notice um, it's it's awful. <laughs> are, are we just doing that now though? We're just like plugging our own social media on this? But I plugged my trashy social media. Don't follow Cam. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, no, but anyway, I need to comment that I was poor, but I'm embarrassed that I hashtagged it in my own private journal. Well, I'm embarrassed for you. I, also, I was, and I'm still poor. Sorry. It's okay. I need them to you're, know me. You're not poor. I'm not rich. Well, there's a difference. <laughs> Doesn't feel like it sometimes. <laughs> I know. Fergus, his dog, is uh, snoring outside, so it's not voting well for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We've bored the puppy to sleep. Poor guy. All right, January 5th, Lauren was upset. Felt like people were excluding her. I don't want to be a part of that. One more Doolittle smiley face. I love that you decided that you wanted to write about someone being upset and then also how self- selfishly you had no interest in her feelings. I don't want to be a part of that. One more Doolittle. <laughs> that happens a lot. I was like flipping through this. Um, I haven't read the whole journal, but every now and then I like like to play a little journal roulette and just like grab an entry and see what it said. And I saw one that was like, someone had an aneurysm. And then I put a period after it and continued on about <laughs> anything else. I like had no comment on that. And I thought, wow, I am a selfish monster. Well, when you only have five lines to get through a day. That's true. I can't have an opinion on, on people's health demise. Is that person still alive? She is. Okay. Well then, we're fine. We get to the end of the week. Well, the sixth. Final Doolittle. Hooray. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was it was painful. I was what embarrassed. What an arc. What a full arc. I'm really glad we got to the end of that plot point. Ugh. You finished Doolittle. Not excited for nudies all week. Nudies. What do you think nudies is, Cam? Uh, is that when you were doing uh, lap dances for a dollar? Sorry, Mom. Um, no, I didn't do lap. Honestly, nobody wants me to do a lap dance for a dollar. They'll no, pay me not the, to. They, they would get like butt hair all over their lap. Oh, Cam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a, some like diner in the Delaware, Philly area. And it was awful. So you're working at a diner and also a shitty theater. So your life is on a real high right now. Oof, I hope it gets better soon. <laughs> FaceTimed Melina. Do you know, know who Melina is? I have is? no idea who Melina is, so okay. I'm glad they made it to the journal. Not so crazy about it so far. Not so crazy about FaceTime as a technology or about Melina, do you um, think? Can I take a look here? You can. Okay. Um, Melina, <laughs> it was a date. I like It was someone I was like seeing on OkCupid or something. Wait okay a second. OkCupid, throwback. Yeah. Nobody uses that anymore. Okay, so hold on. You FaceTimed someone that you met on OkCupid and then referred to him as it. In the next sentence. What did I say? Not into it? FaceTimed Molina, not crazy about it so far. I think not crazy about the experience, maybe. Okay, great. Um, but why would I FaceTime someone for a date? That's atrocious. That is atrocious. A that first is time meeting on a FaceTime? Sociopathic behavior. Yeah, people don't even like to talk on the phone to their friends. I know. That's awful. Um, guess I did that, but clearly it didn't matter because I have no fucking idea who this kid is, so. Ugh, Molina. Thank God he made the cut with his weird-ass name. That must be a last name. <laughs> you think? Have you ever met a Molina? 
No, it sounds like a girl's name. You went to an audition the next day. You sang almost like being in love. Is that a fave? Uh, yeah, I've been doing that for way too long. I need to get some new rap. Actually, I just finished a cruise contract, and that was a required song in our jazz set. But I can't believe I was doing that. A required seven years ago. song. Yeah. Um, okay, give us a, give us a few bars. Almost like being in love. No. Oh come on. What a day this has been. What a rare mood of in snap. Why it's almost like being in love. Beautiful, thank you. I'm gonna make him sing a lot because I like to do that. You made a hundred dollars at nudies on the eighth of January. That's oh, pretty good for a diner. Oh what? You canceled a date with Melina and you feel bad and you drew an emoji of Why the do face. I feel bad? What <laughs> obligation did I have to this stranger? You're a people pleaser. Had you I gone am. out with him, you would have had pity sex with him. I don't know. I am a people pleaser, but also I have no sex. So that's a weird juxtaposition. I'll have to figure that out next time I'm in the situation. I just want to say that I am embarrassed at how um, how much of a people pleaser I am. That's like, oh, I need to work on that. Oh, well, I mean, we're talking about 23-year-old you. So. That's true. I'm different now. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, I mean, you still apologize a lot. Sorry. Uh-huh. Um, you went to the mall with Christine to exchange some H&M Christmas stuff. I'll begin at 5 a.m. tomorrow. 5 a.m.? Oh, my God. I don't do that. Anything to talk about? Do you remember that trip, mall trip with Christine? I mean, um, it was a trip to a mall. Actually, the only thing I remember about that is that I told Christine something that I have also told you, and you two are the only people who have ever heard that until uh, now on this podcast. Should I go into it? Yeah, oh my god. I mean, that's what we're here for, right? To talk? It is an event that occurred before this journal began. So I was actually living with my dad in Delaware. Very strange situation. My parents were not separated or divorced, but my dad was living and working in Delaware and, like, coming home on weekends. I always say that, but really he came home, like, monthly, not on weekends. Um, And so I was living in his place in Delaware. And um, it all felt kind of sketchy, like he was hiding something. More about that in the future. Um... (laughs) But one day I was in his basement and there was like a tarp up on one of the walls. I don't know how I didn't realize that that wall was in the wrong spot, but um, it was a fake wall. My dad had like built a wall out of cardboard and covered it with a tarp and like Yikes. made it look like it was just it's kind like of some storage. breaking bad shit. It, literally, it's what it feels like, it, breaking bad shit. So I, less exciting than that, <laughs> I noticed it wasn't real and I like, went inside and there was a whole little uh, green room. And by green room, I mean he was growing pot. Um, I think we called that a grow house on Grow weed. house, grow house. Um, and this is like, in 2013, that's a much bigger deal than it is now in California, you know? Yeah, Delaware, oh, for Clinton. sure. And Delaware. it's just super seedy. He, it was just so, he's, it was the very tip of the iceberg of the dishonesty that I would soon come to find from him. Ugh, it sounds so sordid. I want all the juicy details. Yeah, it, it was. But also it... Begins here and it like takes a turn. It's not. It's not the dishonesty that I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Which I guess is what to expect of a dishonest person. You never know what you're gonna get. Um, he had cash in his freezer at the same time. <laughs> cash in his freezer. He this told, is a white collar dude who like works like at a like a corporate job. Yeah, and a super um, amiable guy. Like my friends loved him. My my sister and brother's friends loved him. Like he was very. Yeah, very I met him. He was yeah. cool. We drank together one night. Oh yeah, he he's really cool. He's an awesome guy. Well, mm. <laughs> presented himself as one. You guys, I'm not trash talking Michael's dad. No, we, I, uh, I the, am. The, yeah. <laughs> My mom's gonna be like, "Yeah, go on." 
Um, <laughs> someday, someday, we're going to have Mike's mom on here, and she's going to tell us how she truly feels about these events from her perspective. She's going to be bashful, though. I don't think she'll, like, I really want her to open up. We'll see. Um, anyway, he had cash in the freezer, and I thought that was to do with the um, pot he was growing, but turns out it wasn't, and later on, we'll discover why. Anyway, I told Christine that I found weed grown in the basement and I told you that as well and you two are the only people I ever told including my family I still haven't brought it up to this day because there was so much other garbage to deal with that I was like I don't want to open this can of worms too god your family's gonna understand like where you were really coming from if they ever listen to this I was ahead of my family by years on the deceit that was going to come to us but I didn't know how it would turn out and it was a really big freaking burden to deal with and no kidding oh my god this feels like very cliffhanger-y it is. Yeah. Okay, well, that's piece number one in the jigsaw puzzle that is everything that goes down with your dad over the next five years. Okay, so the next day, we're just going to get through the end. We're just going to get through the first two weeks here. Um, we're already up to the ninth, and there's not a ton left. $85 at nudies. Why do I? Oh, my God. It is a fucking financial journal. Do you want me to skip financial stuff? Or um, is I that get, interesting? Uh, uh, not maybe. anymore. I guess we get it. I was making very little money on nudies. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, are you, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I just skipped ahead and <laughs> it uh, fell open to February 29th and you just have crossed it out and wrote February 29th is tricky. <laughs> yeah, I fucked up in this journal so many times because leap year and so I will write in the wrong thing and not realize it till too late and then I've got to relabel everything. You'll see there's arrows all the fuck over this thing trying to explain Great. what day it actually was. I can't wait. Yeah, good luck reading it. Okay, so $85 at nudies. Oh, okay, this is sweet. Thought of how fortunate I was compared to coworkers with nice car and coat. I can keep the car tentatively. Still want to not live here, though. <laughs> Past my welcome. Um, that is, like, very nice thought that you were thinking about how fortunate you were compared to your coworkers. Mm. Like, there was probably, like, I would assume people that were, were working in a diner for their life and maybe hadn't, like, didn't have it as well off as you. So that's nice to understand. Well, I'm not a total trash bag person, I guess. That's good. Go back to that page every time you see something atrocious <laughs> in here. <laughs> he had a nice thought once. Um, Shannon was, oh, the next day, Shannon's going to be my fake agent for submissions, so you're a lion son of a bitch, aren't you? Like day off like tomorrow. Son. Hoping Oops. for MAME, excited for plaid. Forever plaid, we've already talked about that. Were you auditioning for MAME at the time? Um, I just want to point out that you called me a liar, and I said I take after my father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah, okay, well, um, can't, can't just bulldoze over those references. <laughs> I, the same theater where I was doing the most beautiful show I ever have been a part of, Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> Uh, was doing ma'am and they like promised me a part so spoiler alert didn't get it and was annoyed about it <laughs> it wasn't well I mean was it featuring anyone noteworthy as anti uh, yeah it was Andrea McArdle um, was playing okay Mame. she was Broadway's original Annie and oh wow and she, she <gasps> wait I thought me. she couldn't sing anymore didn't she like ruin her voice as a kid actually she sounds pretty great I oh don't... awesome yeah so I was a music education major, and our we had this professor that would always tell the tale of the original Annie, and who's a child star, and she belted as a kid, and she ruined her voice and ruined her career, and that was like his like, you have to sing beautifully with classic technique all the time, or you're lying. going to ruin your yeah. He was lying. actually that was also I think it was Andrew McArdle as uh, Mame and Leah Delaria from Orange Is the New Black oh, yeah. fame. 
and a freaking sick singer. She's been on Broadway. She's been all over the place. Oh my God. Okay, so weird that you just said that. I saw her sing recently. Went to Theater at the Ace Hotel. It's here in L.A., and um, there was this um, – so Ellen Page, she's like a, kind of a social activist, lesbian. She, yeah, she's Juno. Yeah, she's Juno. Um, this, she staged this live, like, women's only reading of Casablanca. And so it was so fun. It was this amazing cast. Um, I'm not going to remember all who's there, but Leah Delorio was there. Um, Emily, what's her face from Schitt's Creek was there. It was oh, such a fun cool. cast, and they made me laugh out loud. Anyway, all this to say, Leah Deloria. Deloria. Stu- what? I think he said Deloria, like DeLorean. Like what is her last name? Delaria. Delaria. But okay. I like DeLorean as a last name too. <laughs> Leah DeLorean. <laughs> Leah Flux Capacitor. <laughs> she she uh, got up. She played the um, the guy that sang in the bar. And so she got up and like sang all like uh, over the place. And she had a beautiful voice. And the crowd went wild. The crowd went wild. She's amazing. Actually, uh, maybe we'll post this on our Insta. I have a picture with her recently. Oh. I went to a gala in New York. And she was the featured singer there. She did a short jazz set. She was amazing. And then she was like just chilling, eating some hors d'oeuvres. And I was like, hey, you're That's, pretty cool. Do you mind if I get a picture? That is cool. Were Actually, you catering that event? I was not. I was attending that event. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> that is a very viable question. It is a viable question, but I wouldn't have asked for a picture if I was catering. Um, also, it's weird that I would ask for a picture anywhere. I'm normally chiller around people. So I think. I love that we just talked all about that, about MAME and Leah Del- Delaria. It's pronounced flux capacitor. Uh, yes, her. And you didn't get that contract, so... Didn't get that contract. No, um, what did I... I did something good instead, though. I think I, I wasn't pissed for too long because I got... Oh! I got that first cruise ship instead of MAME. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We're not That's there yet. Ca- I mean, it's fine. Ooh. Jealousy rears its ugly head on January 11th. Oh, God. I didn't see a lot of that. I'm a jealous person, too. Got jealous about bees. <gasps> AEA... Mar- oh, Marius contract. Uh, okay. So oh, somebody he, so had like... AEA, that's equity. That's what we were talking about earlier. Actors Equity Association. And he got Marius and Les Mis. Okay, wait. I'm confused. Because I just had my own equity contract. I guess he's a year younger, so he was like maybe I was jealous that he was doing it quicker. Um, fast forward, I think he got like a good gig somewhere, but then he went on to play Marius on Broadway as well. Um, into this guy that I like loved more than... I've ever loved anyone. I've never loved anyone. He was literally him, but now I look back and I'm like, maybe I was just obsessed. I don't know. But it was my only like real. Oh, it's okay. It was young love. I mean, it was imperfect, and you don't now that you have a step, you've stepped away from it. You can see how imperfect he was, but you don't have to discount the fact that you loved him. It was it was rough. I worked out because it was the reason I graduated college early and did my last semester in London, which was a huge thing for me. I loved that, but I probably wouldn't have if I didn't want to just get the fuck away from him. Yeah, well, um, then he spurred you on to greater things. You did. View that as him giving you a gift that you didn't realize was a gift at the time. Yeah. It's sad. He like I, I look back, and it wasn't even close. He did not care about me at all, but you don't realize that in the moment. You're like, maybe. Well, I don't know him very well, but I kind of feel like he's only really cares about himself. Yeah, that's pretty valid. So, got jealous about his AEA Marius contract. It's 2013. Get over it and stop comparing. I have my own AEA lead <laughs> contract, in all caps, called Vanessa. She left LA and lives in Philly, hung out with her in media. Um, yes, good for you, Michael, for realizing that. But can I talk about Vanessa for a second? So Vanessa has become... Sorry, Vanessa, I love you so much, and I hope you're listening. She's become a big joke with a bunch of my friends because... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that sounds so mean. It, it's not, it's not. Yeah. She a few different times I would be like, I'm gonna go hang out with my friend Vanessa. I'd be like, okay. And like 
a few times she was going to come hang out with people and she'd flake or whatever. She couldn't show up. So all of a sudden people thought Vanessa was this person I was making up to get out of things. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm hanging out with Vanessa when I'm like hiring a hooker or something too embarrassing to say. Um, so she... Yeah, Mike she, does have a long history of hiring hookers. I don't With know. all that is the extra truth. income. I have never. No, there's anything wrong with that. If you want to hire a hooker, like... I think we're supposed to say sex worker. Sex worker. Yeah. If you want to hire a sex worker and you want to be a sex worker, I think that's wonderful. Just not in the realm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Vanessa was a catch-all for um, <laughs> excuses to get out of things. She wasn't. I really was hanging out with Vanessa and I would like to do it again, but people just think she's not real. Um, okay, we have only a couple days left in this week, so we're just going to get through it. Long day, but I'm but so glad I saw Corinne. Is this Corinne that we know? That I yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, my God. So many people I know in this book. This book that you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a book. <laughs> I mean, you literally did author. fill out a book. It did, uh, I did. That's satisfying. Yeah. Um, it was such a great evening. Went to church. What? Catholicism is too ceremonial to spell T-O, you basic T- bitch. Mm, I'm not generally worried about grammar in my own journal. Mm, well, I am. Yes, I should have been. Um, <laughs> That's not so much... The German police. Yeah. Das ist gut. That's the extent of my Wait, German. why was yeah. I in church? Yeah, I don't know, but Catholicism is too ceremonial, T.O. Yeah, that's the only problem. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? Oh, my friend was cantering, so I think I wanted to go see her. Oh, uh, yes. And this is what happens when you have friends that are performers. Sometimes they get mm-hmm. hired in religious capacities, and you have to go to a fucking church. Yeah, I was just watching her performance. I was not attending church, but I remember going to a Catholic church as a child, and then again years later to see her, and it was identical. The service does not change in decades. It was I, I knew everything. I remembered every stitch of it because... It's all about the ceremony of it. That's a full nightmare to me. No, thank you. Um, okay, we're finishing this really quickly. Mame callback, much more nervous than I expected to be. Oh, so I did get a callback. Well, you did get a callback. You didn't get the job, though. I did not get the job. You know what? They're, they have um, a very gay staff of men working, and it's all about the newest, cutest person. And I was, like, out-cuted. Somebody came. It was just, like, fresh meat, and I'm pretty sure that's the guy who got it. Oh. Which, like, does discredit me <sighs> getting contracts with these people. Like, I fully understand that I got jobs with them because I thought I was cute. Well, Which is like, you know, sounds, you use your assets. It sounds like maybe you have a lawsuit on your hands, so we'll see about that. This is seven years old. I think <laughs> statute of limitations is <laughs> up on that one. Lunch with uh, D.D.? Oh, he's like... Uh, a celebrity is the word we use. What does a celebrity mean? Celebrity is... Philly has got, like, this small network. A celebrity is... Um, oh, it's a Philadelphia celebrity. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Okay. It's a small city, and they... Uh, if you do well in that city, you get known pretty quick. And this guy is one of those people. He's, like, one of the main directors and choreographers in the area, and he's, he's very... I think he's got quite a few Barrymores. Barrymores, like Philadelphia Tony. Oh. Oh, cool. And to quote King George... He'll be back. <laughs> a little reference for all you musical theater queens out there. Um, amazing Salmon Caesar and Free Beer. Oh, well, Ooh. that's weird. You were eating fish back then. Uh, I am currently vegan. I try not to talk about it because it turns people off, but I am. Um, and so that's Oh, we're renaming this the Vegan Podcast, so. Oh, cool. Very cool. specific listeners. How to be vegan and um, alienate others. Great. Yeah. Golden Globes with Christine. I want to be on the Golden Globes. Ew. <gasps> Why ew? You know what? That's fun. Dream that big, bitch. Um... <laughs> That's a problem. I don't have goals anymore. I'm just like, I don't know. Something will happen I today. you're disgusted by the fact that you want to succeed. Ew. Um, that is interesting. You're Maybe one step closer. Like, you live in L.A. now. 
That's true. Didn't make it this year, so sorry. I feel like I'd have more fun like hosting the Golden Globes than than being a nominee. I think anyone that's listening to this would agree that no one's interested in that. I'm so. never getting that position. <laughs> Do you think I should submit this to the committee that picks the Golden Globes? The Hollywood Foreign Press Association? I thought that was the Oscars. No, no, no. The Academy is the Oscars. The Foreign Press Association is the Golden Globes. Also hanging out with Christine again. Yes, you and Christine Bransky. Okay, so... I've got a weird relationship with her too, actually. But we'll Christine Baranski? Yeah, just um, not I, with her. Actually, I have met her. Um, what? I, I met her at um, National Treasure. Hello, the Birdcage. She's National Treasure. It's the same that I met Larry Kramer. Um, what? It was someone's funeral. I was Ew. catering, of course. Oh God, um, you were catering a funeral. It was. It was crazy. It was this woman who opened this culinary school in New York, and she had died, and she was good friends with Christine Baranski. Okay. And it was just me in this room. There was a bunch of rooms, and different caterers were watching each one, and I was just like there to observe the desserts or something. Just Christine Baranski comes in. It's just her and I in a room. She pulls out a Tupperware from her purse and starts taking the desserts <laughs> to take home. And I was like, oh, you're sorry. trash and I love it. Um, <laughs> that gas was so guttural. <laughs> Christine Baranski <laughs> brought Tupperware to a funeral. She did, to steal the food. <gasps> to steal the food. She And she looked me in the eyes and goes, she was my friend. She would have wanted me to do this. <laughs> My God, yeah. that is amazing. That um, is gold right there. That is gold. And I if remember anyone is, has stuck around to the, this point in the podcast, they, have to. They, they, all of their effort was just completely rewarded. Uh, Christine Baranski. Can you give us a few? Christine Baranski's in The Birdcage. She's in um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. What else? She's The Good Wife. The Good Wife. Uh, she's in everything. Cruel Intentions. She's uh, in so much. Cruel in, Intentions, is she? She is. Um, it's been years since I've seen that the movie. The daughter, the C- Cecily's mom. Uh, oh. What's her name? <laughs> she's the daughter. Like, she's wow, the daughter. That's... It was made in 1901. <laughs> um, Wait, first um, of all, she's not that old. No, and she looks great. She does look great. Those legs. I mean, she can, yeah. Stunning. And she's, yeah, she's an American treasure. Um, and that's, wow. that's the night I met Christine and she, I met Larry Kramer that night, too, also okay. at the funeral. Big, big queen of a little man. Big queen of a little man. Yeah, hmm. that's fine. Um, I'm with you. I actually regret I didn't say anything to him. We passed each other again alone, and I just like looked at him, and kind of my jaw dropped, and I just smiled. Did like, you say, hey, I've got a story to tell you about Christine Baranski? <laughs> yeah, this happened five <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> I regret I regret not thanking him. Like I ran into Larry Kramer on the street. I wanted to be like, wow, thank you for everything you have done. This for... funeral was on the street? What? This funeral was no, on the sorry, street? No, sorry. it was. Not... Yeah, it was a street funeral. It's common in New York. Great. Um, oh, such strange things happen on the coast. I ran into him in a hallway. Sorry. Yes, he is a an icon, and you should have said something to I him. I should have, and yeah. I didn't. As a gay man, that is that is a big regret I have. But although you know. I would like to pull all the gay men that are listening to this, you know, all three of them, and I think that there would be a very strong divide between people who would like to watch Christine Bransky steal dessert and people that would like to <laughs> accost Larry Kramer at a funeral. So we're gonna put a poll on our uh, Facebook page. Um, <laughs> which would you have done? Can't wait. Um, yeah, which one? Which would you prefer? Oh my God, I Christine feel like Bransky steals desserts. Or I, Larry I want. Kramer I want a T-shirt of Christine Bransky with a coffin in the background, <laughs> just <laughs> loading up a Tupperware full of desserts. <laughs> What a weird situation. That is a beautiful anecdote, and I'm really glad we got to it. Um, on that note, I think that we can be done because January 14th, um, waiting tables is lame. Wonder what I'll be Duh. doing in five years. Should be at the gym. That's what this says. Be, can we see what I was doing in five years? Are we allowed to fast forward, or are we going to not? One, two, three, four. No, the, I can tell you um, what you were doing four years from now. But you I have, have my current journal I could go grab, but journal. is that part of this game? Uh, you know, I don't think so. I think that we no. save that for a future podcast. 
Okay, that's fair. We got to keep the listeners reeled in here. If you want to know what happened in five years, you better stick around. And uh, we should probably make a note to touch back, uh, like circle that date and put a post-it on your current journal that we need to remember we talked about this in episode 01. I hope it's just awful. (laughs) (laughs) It probably will be. I've met you. Okay, so if our fans... LOL. Stop saying (laughs) our fans... If people want more of my best friend's journal, where can they find us? They can find us on all the social media. Uh, we have brand new, shiny, beautiful social media handles. Uh, follow us at MBFJ Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That's MBFJ, like my best friend's journal. I get it. Um, you can email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. Or if you'd be so kind as to review us on iTunes, we'd really appreciate that. I would um, be kind. Please do that. <laughs> it's important for us to have reviews over there so other people can find our brand new podcast. Um, yeah, share so, us with the world. Yeah. Um, we dare you. You hated it. Write something atrocious. I just want to read it. <laughs> Write something atrocious. Leave five stars. Five stars, though. It's yeah. fine. Or a thumbs up or whatever it is over there. Um, but yes, your reviews matter. And if they're funny, maybe we'll even read them on the show. All right, so I guess that's it until next week. Until next week, yeah. Until then, remember, Christine Baranski is a thief.